cop. I know you, man. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, we got us another crazy here with a gun. Well, let me tell you something. Human life means very little to me at this point in time. You see, I thrive on misery. In the jungle, misery's all you got. But things are different back here in the world. Also, they seem. Nobody wants to talk about pain and suffering. Everybody wants everything to be nice and civil. Well, okay then. Let's be nice. Let's be civil. And let's drop those guns before I pull this trigger and change the way you feel about me. Will the officer to the rear of the truck kindly drop his revolver as well? <laughs> you know, you cops must really think I'm as dumb as you look. Now, don't you know that when a flashlight hits the cement, it makes a completely different sound than a revolver? Let's be good boys and do exactly as I say. Okay, now, I want Mr. Sneaky Man to come around and join his partner, Mr. Bone, here. Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Magmasunas. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to this very special, unannounced episode with the man, the myth, the legend, my buddy, good friend, Jameson, Mr. Famous now, Rabbit. How are you doing, my friend? I'll settle just for America's co-host, but I'm doing well. Screw that, man. You are a famous man, dude. You are so famous now. It's ridiculous, man. Woo! I am so excited. Sure. I can't walk down the streets of my small town. Oh, man. Your show, man. Real real reviews, right? That's the name? Yes, sir. That is taking off. You are in a bunch of different states now, aren't you, sir? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think we're in nine different states now. We've been picked up on like 13 different stations more, something like that. It's Yeah, it's kind of going crazy. I, I enjoy it. I mean, they're all small channels for the mar- most part, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. It, we on our way. It's true, man. <laughs> it, it's good. To, it's good to have you on. Uh, you know, this was uh, something you and I planned to keep this super top secret. Nobody knows about it. No, you know. In fact, we have no emails because nobody knows except you and I. In fact, we're not even releasing this episode. That's how top secret it is. <laughs> you don't want anybody to know. Oh man, it's been since September first. No September. Yeah, September first was the last time we recorded, man. Wow. We're closing out the year together, man. On uh, Men at Work, a movie that uh, you and I have long wanted to do together, and yeah. uh, I, I had to send you a copy. And uh, I can't. I can't wait to talk about this. I've been sending you random, um, you know, quotes through text and you don't yes, respond you, you don't respond back so i don't know what your problem is <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, i can't wait to talk about it i'm glad that this will be the last episode of 2014 because normally i do the you know the top 20 songs of the year uh throwing my list in there but uh there's some movies i need to catch up on first and a lot of them are going to be released in the next week or two because i want to make sure i have a solid top 10 list so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make that my first episode of January. The top 20 songs of 2014 and the top 10 movies. Of course, it'll all be one episode. So if you don't want to hear the music, that's tough crap. You have to hear the music <laughs> and then shut it off. You don't want to listen to it. I don't care if you don't want to hear my list. So perfect. But that being said, sir, I do want to say that you are the person that I feel is no other list 
will be topped because you, because you are a movie reviewer every week, you've seen every movie there is. I'm not going to listen to any other podcast on their list except you. You're the Look only one. This. You're the only one I care about. It's for true. I mean, me, people listen to me because I'm going to pick the pop culture stuff. You know, people are expecting Ninja Turtles and Transformers and all that <laughs> crap in my list, which is fine. You know, maybe sure. it'll be there. Maybe it won't. But you, you have from point A to point Z of movies. So your list is going to be the best and you're the one that I can't wait to hear. So I'm not listening to any other podcast. You're is you're the list that I can't wait to hear. So well, first off, I don't think anyone should listen to any other podcast, but it's <laughs> a, a lot of pressure, but yeah, man. Yeah. That's I, I'm looking forward to doing it. I, there's still a lot of movies to come out in the last couple of weeks of this year that I want to see. It's true. It's crazy, and uh, I'm I'm I know you. You got a great record. You know you write down and review every movie you see, and uh, it's kind of cool. Real reviews kind of spoils what you're gonna be talking about a movie mojo, which is right. cool. Uh, which, but for real though, man. I mean, technically speaking, you are. I mean, you're a real movie reviewer that sees every movie that comes out every week. I mean, you're like a. a Siskel and Ebert that don't get paid for it kind of thing. <laughs> there you go, exactly. There's there's the key loophole I'd like to fill. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I am so excited here. But my list though uh, is I I have a lot of uh, movies still to catch up on, but I'm 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 pretty excited for my top ten because you know mine's the where I just I don't give a crap. I like it. Yeah. It's going to be in my list. You know, is it good? Of course not. Is it going to, you know, is it going to be on anybody else's list? Of course not. But that's why your list is, is the most solid one. And mine's the one to have the most fun with. So that's exactly it. It's fun, right? Exactly. You know, Did you have fun watching it. Great. I, is I, it technically perfect. Probably not. But whatever. Right. Exactly. I finally saw Guardians of the Galaxy. I finally saw Expendables 3. You know, I'm finally catching up. I'm going to see the Denzel movie right before the end of the year. What, what's that? That equalizer, I'm going to finally check that out. Yeah, I'm so excited. So, nice. All right, sir. Well, uh, how about we roll into some quick news because we got a lot to cover in our last episode of the year. So, why don't we do that? Let's do it. So for news, there's been a lot of stuff. You know, uh, I, I definitely enjoyed your thoughts on on Star Wars. Good times. I really 
uh, I, I enjoyed everything I saw. I'm not a hater or anything like that. I'm just like, hey, I like the fact that I really don't know too much. I actually like that lightsaber, kind of three in one. You know, I thought Darth Maul had the coolest lightsaber with having two swords, uh, two blades, and now this guy has three. I thought that was cool, you know. So uh, I'm not sure in regards to any other new Star Wars stuff that's come out. I mean, they've had some fan edit videos where Luke Skywalker's in there, but then you check out the interviews of Mark Hamill. He's like, hey, I'm glad I'm not in the trailer because this is a new generation kind of thing. Right. Uh, hard to believe it comes out next year. Uh, something Peter and I were talking about, you know, what's going to top the, the, the movie of 2015. And because that movie's coming out so late in the year, uh, do you think that maybe it'll be the biggest movie financially of 2015? I mean, uh, how, how are you feeling with the whole Star Wars That'll be tough, man, because it's really it's only going to be out for two weeks, really. Yeah. In 2015, you know, it's coming out this time of the year next year. Um, so I mean, I, I, that'll be tough to beat a summer blockbuster, you know, or a, a Hunger Games uh, Part Two, you know, any of that stuff. Um, it'll be tough. It'll it'll definitely make its money. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, Disney's going to be happy with the results of the box office. I think you know, critically, we'll see, but uh, box office, there's really no doubt. It says Star Wars on it. So what's your, you know, top five in order? What's your most anticipated next year? Oh, man, there's so many. I mean, I, I, <laughs> in order, I'm not sure. Man, I'm looking like a week at a, week at a time ahead of my, in my schedule. Um, but Star Wars is by far the, my most anticipated. I mean, it's Star Wars. Right, okay. It, you know, I mean, everything else kind of pales in comparison. Um, I see that now they're also talking that, Immediately after Star Wars, they want to try and kick off the uh, Indiana Jones franchise again. Ugh. Disney is uh, excited for that. Um, I'm not so much, but uh, I think it's going to happen. I know. What's going? What's going on with this? With Spider Man? You know, speaking of which, you know, wanting to kick things off, I every day it's a new spot. It really is. Batman vs Superman news is now gone, and it's now been replaced with Spider Man. It, well, and it doesn't help that I mean you have the uh, the quote unquote Sony hackers um, that have hacked all these emails. It, just talking to random people, like just casual movie viewers, you know, they I, all I hear is like, "Oh, that new Spider Man guy sucked," you know, I don't like him. And it, it's just I, for whatever reason, I think it's just a knock on him that I, I don't understand. But um, I like the direction Spider Man has been going lately. Yeah, I wanted to see more of it. I wanted to see where they were going to go with it kind of felt like they had a plan laid out and then now they're abandoning it i know right it's true uh but i guess at this point we just have to wait and see that's all that it really right. is and exactly. and of course it i guess it's kind of nice that we're not getting all this batman versus superman news i'm glad it finally ended <laughs> it is kind of cool to know the fact of the movie is officially done filming and really nobody knows too much about the story um which is yeah good. i don't want to know yeah i don't i, I feel know like either. i know enough <laughs> it's true but i mean usually at this point in the game there's like a whole lot of kind of story is out there but there's really not a lot out there you know outside of what we kind of know and we really don't know a whole lot and i like that i like the fact that they did a really good job of keeping things under wraps for the most part which is kind of exciting so i'll actually be able to go into that movie uh you know surprised which is going to be nice because most of these movies nowadays 
so much crap is already spoiled on the internet from you know random people posting on youtube check out what i saw but we really didn't get that with this movie so i'm actually excited and know the fact that the movie's done filming i don't really have to worry about getting spoiled too much you know well and you don't have to click on everything that has a story it's true <laughs> you can shield yourself from information as well right exactly i, I know certain sites love to put little clickbait out there to make you click on their stuff you don't have to all right man uh dude i really don't have much news left to talk about do you have anything that you can think of that we can talk about because uh, no, nothing real pressing <laughs> nothing real pressing no. i didn't i didn't know taken three was out or coming out i was like what they're making a taken three i saw oh, the yeah. i saw a clip for that i was like get out of here why do we need a taken three now what what's going on well here? this time he's the one being chased we uh um, my uh, oldest boy and I went to go see Exodus the other night, and uh, the trailer for Taken Three was on. He's like, "Dad, that looks awesome!" I'm like, eh, okay, <laughs> like I guess, I, I guess it looks awesome. It looks like you haven't seen the first two, obviously. Like this looks like the first two, but so what? Yeah. What did you think of Exodus? Um, uh, uh, not to spoil too much, but I it, I thought it was decent. It was kind of uneven. Um, Are we talking Noah here now? Do we have some no. s- some rock guys that got added and that kind of? I, I don't thing? think it's okay. It's not a great movie. It's not a, by any means a great movie, but uh, especially when you compare it to Noah, you have seen what a uh, a transfer of a biblical story to the screen how it can fail, right? And this is not that. It just has some. It has a lot of pacing issues and how they did it. it there's some long stretches but christian bale is pretty fabulous in this awesome and that kind of pulls it along throughout that and, and there's some great effects i mean it's really scott man i mean he when he shows the plagues it looks pretty pretty cool awesome that's what i've been hearing the plagues are are give you the willies and yeah that's that's a good thing so yep I'm excited to hear your full review, sir. Well, uh, that's pretty much it. I, I don't really have a whole lot. There's not really enough out there. I kind of want to just uh, kind of catch up a little bit with you since we haven't talked in forever. Um, one thing that I di- haven't had a chance to talk to you about real quick before we go in the movie review. All right. What would you think of the Furious 7 trailer? I thought it looked pretty cool. It, it was it was uh, pretty well done. You know, it, it, it has you excited right it looks like a fast and the furious movie there's no <laughs> right. doubt about it right my gosh it's like it is like it's like fast the original fast and furious on steroids i mean it is crazy right oh so good and uh you know i don't know if if you saw his brothers like i did you know the whole like paul walker and jumping off the the bus but you can kind of see his brother but the cgi i don't know man if any of that cgi is in the trailer I can't tell. I think they did a fantastic job uh, from from what I'm seeing. And I guarantee you they had to at least put one of those shots in there just to see if anybody would react negative to it. And I haven't heard anything. So Yeah, I didn't I didn't freeze frame it or anything. But I, I watched the trailer a couple times. You know, it, it seemed to pass muster as far as that goes. <laughs> Good times, man. Well, as you know, that is my most anticipated. And uh, I'm thoroughly looking forward to talking about it when it comes out. Um, other news, I bought the, the Ninja Turtle Amazon set, you know, the, the Raphael statue. You are a sick individual. I did, man. My wife loves Raphael. So she's like, Hey, look at this. This looks sick. I was like, yeah. And then we saw the price 70 bucks. I'm like, well, yeah, you get the Blu-ray 3d, you get the Blu-ray, you get the DVD, you get the digital copy, and then you get this badass Raphael statue. Okay. Let's buy it. 
<laughs> so you can watch that movie four different ways. It's true. Outstanding. I know. So, <laughs> all right, sir. How about we roll into our review of Men at Work, sir? Oh yeah. In the two years you have worked here, you have broken just about every city ordinance that pertains to this line of work. Well, you can't say we haven't been a lot of laughs. <laughs> Got a complaint about banging trash cans on Peach Street at 6 a.m. this morning. You always have to think about this. No, no sir. sir. Pump it up a little more, get the party. This is the last year we throw trash. You said that last year. Yeah, but this year I mean it. You meant it last year. Just think of the garbage business as a way station on the road to Nevada. What was that for? You didn't like it. No, I liked it a lot. Then shut up. This is the, uh, the maximum sentence for murder. I did not murder anyone. Pump it up a little more, get the Estevez are men at work. All right. So, man, men at work. This is a movie I brought up to you, and you're like, dude, do not do this movie without me. I'm like, well, why not? This movie's amazing. Because I used to be a garbage man. I'm like, get out of here. You weren't no garbage man. And then, as I'm watching this movie for, you know, the first time knowing you were a garbage man, I'm like, hmm. That was uh, that was Jameson taking that little card with look at this smut and throwing it in his pocket. <laughs> so good, man. So tell us the story about you being a garbage man. So I I was a garbage man for uh, seven years and uh, yeah, I mean, so this movie kind of you know, obviously this movie came out long before that, but uh, I always enjoyed this movie. And then when I went and was doing the job, you know this. This is one of the few movies that has garbage men in it, and you kind of, you know, you're drawn to it. Like, hey, yeah, that we, we do that, and ah, oh, that's kind of bogus. That doesn't really happen, or whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it, it's a good time. There's there's definitely a lot of that stuff that is uh, quite true. Um, and uh, you know, when you are a garbage man, you know the smell of hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and know. now, and now it all makes sense why you always say that's hot garbage, right? Yep, yep. You, you know what that is. So, yeah, yeah, man. There's definitely a, a lot of those uh, hijinks in this movie and more that uh, that we used to do on the crew. So, as we uh, shall discuss in detail. So, this movie, sir, came out in 1990, and uh, this is the, as far as I know of. This is the first movie that Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez have did together. Uh, and, of course, I later found out they were brothers. And this movie really helped me, especially when they're in the garbage truck and you see the side-by-side of their face. You really can tell that they're brothers. Uh, it's it's kind of amazing. And then when I found out Emilio Estevez directed this movie, I'm like, wow, written by him, directed by him. Uh, so funny. And then there's a particular character we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, what's your what's your history with this? This wait was this the first? This wasn't the first movie they were in together. They were in Young Guns together. 
Young Guns. Okay. Well, yeah, where he was Emilio was Billy the Kid. Okay. Well, like I said, I'm not sure if this is the first one, but at least for me, it was the first movie I ever saw them in together. Because I saw Young Guns later after this. Oh, uh, yeah, that was 1988. Okay. I I actually watched this because I've always been a Charlie Sheen fan ever since The Wraith, you know. So that I watched this for that. And then Emilio Estevez was in. I'm like, oh, yeah, I really like it from The Breakfast Club, you know, good times. And, and I I watched this movie so many times. And each scene that I laughed at before, I still laugh at today. There's certain characters that I have really come to really love and appreciate even more than I did the first time I seen it. And then there's other characters I've, I've really come to really loathe over over time, as, as we'll discuss. But uh, this movie, man, is crazy. August 24th, 1990, came out. And it's really a black comedy. And it's also an action flick. It's got all this crap going on in it kind of surprising um are you kind of surprised how this movie overall how you think it's one it's one particular style of movie and then it goes kind of different later on uh yeah i think i know what you're talking about yeah 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 yeah. i mean it it is at its base a comedy a dark comedy yeah you know these two uh, they got great chemistry together. It's like they're brothers, um, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's a good time, and it, it gets it gets uh, it's a little crazy. It gets a little crazy at points, but um, I dig it, man. I dig Men at Work. Yeah. So okay, so the opening starts off. I really mm-hmm. like this this uh, kind of techno. Uh, vibe going on you got this underwater sequence you're kind of thinking oh boy this is like jaws 3d or something like that i don't know but uh, you kind of find out this is about toxic waste and we get introduced right away to the bad guy of the film uh which the bad guy is if you've seen don't tell mom the babysitter's dead the guy that hits on uh, he's the a-hole from that movie yeah this is probably one of the most over-the-top actors uh, oh i i just i can't stand this guy what is this guy's name not jack Berger, but what's his name no he's not jack Berger. i what i don't remember what his name was in the movie oh, um geez. he's he's he owns the um the local big uh company that, that, that he's dumping the toxic waste into the ocean max um, max is his name there you go he's you, it opens up. You see these guys just dumping barrels of toxic waste into the into the water. Uh, they're being watched by the Max, the a hole from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, um, and he's bribing the city councilman right to let him keep dumping his waste into the ocean. Right, and and right and, off right off the bat, both of these two are dicks. Right off the bat, I mean. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean. First off, you're like, this guy's a bad guy. He's dumping toxic waste in the ocean. He's using enough hairspray to deplete the ozone layer around him. <laughs> <laughs> and the city councilman is obviously dirty because he's like, whatever, just help, just get me votes when I become a mayor, you know? Like, oh, this, this is just scumbags just working together. Perfect. Right. And, of course, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jack decides Jack Berger, yeah. to get himself a conscience and says, look, you know, we're, I'm not I'm going to report this to the police. You know, and of course, Max doesn't realize he's taping him the whole time. Right. Uh, and he's like, ah, you know, my money is good. And when he finds out he doesn't want his money, walks away. That's when he kind of gets suspicious that maybe he might do something. Uh, and then the the scene kind of ends, and we get introduced to our heroes of the movie, uh, mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen, which is AKA would be Carl. And well, Emilio, first we get Emilio. 
Oh, you're right. Emilio is first, which his name is James, and he's a surfer. He he hangs out on the beach, got a girlfriend who wants a surfboard, and he gets pissed off about it right away. Uh, it's kind of cool to see the that right away you know who these characters are because of, of the environment they put him in. Boom, he's right, when, a surfer. when he wakes up on the ocean, wakes up on the beach with a lady, up oh, time to go to work. Right. Like, okay, so this that's this guy's deal. I get it. Right. I get it. He, he's a surfer. Okay. Point. But Charlie Sheen, man. <laughs> Carl, his introduction is insane. You see you see Charlie Sheen, and he's got a rifle pointed out the window, and he's doing he, – he's got his rifle pointed out the window at his neighbors, presumably. He's also doing some long-range peeping Tom action. Right. Got his binoculars. He's – He's checking out the the uh, uh, surroundings uh, around him, checking out the ladies across the quad, if you will. Um, really doing some what I would call rear window action. Can you we, know, really looks like rear window. Right? Can we talk about the music that's played while he's doing this? I love the chicky wow, chicky wow, chicky wow, wow, wow. <laughs> There's some great movie, great music in this movie. Dude, I love the music in this movie. It's so good. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I can't help it. You got the guy who who the neighbors dancing with the with the blow up doll, and that's when you hear the chicky wow, chicky wow, chicky wow wow wow. Uh, and then of course another guy's peeping Tom, and he's like, "What are you looking at, buddy?" And then of course he he sees his woman Susan, played by Leslie Hope, who very attractive. Um, open now she has her blinds open turns her light on so clearly has no idea anybody could look inside because this is the early 90s so we didn't have to worry about those kind of people right totally Uh, right (laughs) i wasn't doing that then now here's this is what this scene sets up essentially is that he knows her routine he knows what she drinks uh because this comes into play later on in the film which is just on stalker full-on stalker he should be on the show stalker right Right. He is literally, this is rear window, only he is just stalking this one chick. He knows everything in her fridge, brand names of things that she has. It's creepy. Right. Exactly. He's like, oh, go get some Dom. And uh, he's like, "Uh, can I have a drink too? And he's just having a conversation with himself. And yeah, and you just get the vibe of like, okay, what is this? Who's this Carl guy? What's his deal? He, he might have a few tricks up his sleeve, essentially, is the, is the vibe you get. Right. Then, uh, don't we get introduced to the two douchebag garbage men? Well, yeah. I mean, we go right from there, man. It's time to fire up the diesel. It's time to pick some trash, boys. Yeah. He's, Let's well, go. He's, I thought you were no-show, almost. Have you seen my gloves in the glove compartimente? Uh, I love I, I love the way he says that. The thing I love is because this is the late '80s, early '90s. They're drinking Jolt Cola in the morning. This is a <laughs> staple of your garbage man. Nowadays, we do a little rock star, maybe some Monster Energy drink, but okay. but back then it was all about Jolt Cola. Okay, excellent. If you need to get rolling at 6 a.m. and jump out and throw some trash. Nothing better than this garbage drink. Now, it's not 6 a.m. because 6 a.m. would be considered late. It's got to be like, what, 4 a.m., right? I mean, my guys... No, they, my, show, they show 6. Really? They work six, 6 to 5. My guys my guys pick up my trash. It feels like 5.30, I swear to God. But mm, uh, We see now 6 is early because we start at 7. Ooh. How about that? We got, <laughs> it's cush. It, it's diary of a garbage man, folks. <laughs> right. Everything you... 
you want to know. Yes, sir. But yeah, no, it's this is see, and this is where uh, just the the former trash picker in me uh, enjoys it because that's that that was the best part is you have a partner for the most part. You know, half the time I was there, I had a partner with me, and you know, you get a camaraderie. You're your partners in this crap, and you got to deal with all the stuff that's out there and. And uh, if you got a guy who's a good friend of yours, heck, even a brother, maybe um, it, it's it's a good time. You keep each other motivated through some uh, nasty stuff, you know. Exactly. So I, the, the, that that's that's why I like is the camaraderie between these two. Right now, and you and you always you know always talking smack uh, to the other crews, which is which. Except for I think smack. Into another garbage truck might be, but might be some issues. You know? <laughs> right, you might get rid enough for that. Right, exactly. <laughs> but these two guys, one of them looks so familiar. Like I've seen him in like Weird Science or something like that. The guy with the with thinks he's uh, Jamaican. That guy, the, the the white Rasta. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I can't pinpoint what I know him from. Yeah. But he's he's got issues. He's got major issues. So so these <laughs> two with his Africa necklace on. <laughs> yeah, these two guys essentially they have a history. You can tell right away. That's what I love about this movie is you can tell things right away by the for, by just a couple of seconds. Uh, that these guys have been pranking each other for a long time, and he backs into him, breaks his tail light, you know. And of course Charlie and Emilio they do their little cheers, open the glove compartment, and. Out comes an airbag, right? It kind of squeezes both of them, and those two guys they do their little uh, little Wayne's World fingers. I, 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 right? Isn't that they do spirit yeah. fingers to each other? I Basically, sense. right? <laughs> little spirit yeah. fingers. I like that. <laughs> hey, I love bringing on. Sorry. Uh, so after that, uh, we get kind of a montage essentially of uh, of the beginning. Of the of the trash guys, right? I mean, the the first slide from Charlie uh, when some guys, hey, watch it, Mister, shut up, dickhead. I mean, that that's yep. the first thing he says to somebody. You're like, okay, these trash guys, we're gonna have some fun montages with these guys, and uh, chaos ensues, sir. <laughs> right. Uh, what are some of the things that we see them do? Okay, we got a we got a bowling ball going down uh, down the lane. They right. take they take the trash. T- top lids and smash into each other kind of high five which will pay homage later on uh and then while they're that's kind of the beginning of the montage and then it kind of cuts away and brings you to jack Berger essentially uh where you see that he he has we have i guess we can introduce to susan susan's on the phone trying to run the campaign and right, she has, he's running for mayor. Right. And she has a tape that she made, which has a bunch of music on it. So she is going into Jack's office to say, hey, look, I got this tape for you. And he doesn't care. He's so worried about what went down the other night. He thinks he's got to take his tape to the cop. But what you see is a good old switcheroo, the good old 80s style. Uh, <laughs> put the tape right next to the tape that he needs. And she accidentally takes his tape and he takes her tape and she Uh-oh. takes off. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he doesn't go to the cops yet, right? That happens a no. little bit after. Okay. Right. No, no. He just he he's sweating. He's got that incriminating cassette, and uh, you know he knows things are gonna happen, but he doesn't go to the cops yet. Right. Um. No. Now we go we go back to our we go back to our guys. Yeah, they're uh, they're throwing th- stuff everywhere, and uh, that's how you do it. Yeah, and immediately Get it on the roof. I mean, James Emilio, I mean, he actually goes up to a girl and he gives her a hug. I mean, isn't he stinking at this point, sir? 
Most likely, yes. Okay, but she don't care, right? (laughs) (laughs) Here's my issue, all right? Anyone else out there that's listening to this that ever did this job, there's one thing that drives me nuts every time I watch the movie. It's going to sound stupid to anyone else, but they are constantly throwing trash into the truck as they're talking through all these scenes, constantly throwing big boxes of stuff into the truck. Never once do they run the hopper to crush any of that stuff. (laughs) When you do the job, you are running the hopper continuously the entire time. Never once they do it. So the whole time I'm going, oh, there's no way that's working. Oh, it's just piling up. <laughs> Fun- yeah, funny enough, logical issues come for me later on in the movie. So that's okay. It, it, it hits you right away. That's okay. That's just that's just my issue. But but uh, yeah. Then what do we get? Oh, we get the we get the bike cops, right? Oh yeah, we get introduced to Mike and Jeff. <laughs> oh, God, what a couple Our, idiots! Oh my gosh. So so Mike looks so familiar, and but I really don't care enough to look up what he's been in. So, yeah. whatever. Uh, these two are are cops that are on bikes because they're too stupid to have vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the last text I sent to you was golf clap, and you were supposed to respond back to me and say golf clap, but you didn't do that. So I don't know what. Okay, you I'll tell was. you why. I will explain to you this one. Okay. I have always, always hated the golf claps. Ooh. It is my least favorite part of this movie. <laughs> the golf claps. Hate it. The truth comes out. Well, so you, I would I refuse to respond to that. You could at least said pick another line or something. Come on. <laughs> that would only encourage you. Don't mess with another man's fries. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, these cops, they, they basically... Their job is to find the littlest thing that these two are doing wrong so they can throw them in jail. Right. The one guy's got a real hard on for just nailing them, and he's got his little trainee with him. Exactly. And it's you can tell, again, they have history, and he has got a personal vendetta to take down Carl and James. Right. Because, obviously, they've pranked him. They've messed with him. They've probably, you know, stolen his bike. <laughs> I want to see the men at work prequel. That's what I want to see. Where they're just messing with him. Yeah, I want to see how how when uh, when Carl and James met Mike and or you know whatever. I don't know. Just uh-huh. give me give me some backstory to this because it's really interesting. The stuff we get in the movie. Uh, but yeah, they they essentially kind of blow it off. Everything he's threatening them and say golf clap, golf clap. And as we've established, that's your least favorite scene of the movie. So indeed, <laughs> but they take off and uh, that I apologize. That's when the bowling montage happened is after the golf clap. We get really cool, funky music. I dig the music in this movie. It's so good. And so the one, sorry, no, go the, ahead. The, the one thing that, um, I, that should be said here is like so you like you said there's the scene where the where they're kind of digging through they find the ladies panties in the purse they find the uh, little porno card right put that in the pocket carl is this I just, wrong color I, I, would, I would just say this that little tip to everyone is that we know everything about you from your trash <laughs> it's quite true that uh, when I was doing that, that I knew everything about every house I could tell you, just like the cops do it when they come and pick up your trash and go through it to find incriminating evidence, which they do. Um, You don't know it, but the cops will come and pick up all your trash and go through it for you. Um, You learn a lot about people (laughs) and their tendencies. So just a tip to the wise. It's not, it's not safe when you throw it away. Man, that's crazy. All the nasty food that is in the trash. I mean, what are you doing? Opening people's trash so that way you can have uh, food spill all over you? What's the deal? 
I'm just saying I have been out many, many, many times with different agencies uh, and go out and pick a certain house's trash and bring it back so they can dig through it for evidence. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as as far as your garbage man, uh, stuff, you know, the bags rip open, we, we throw stuff in and uh, yeah, things just, you're like, wow, look, I can't even tell you in polite company the things that i've found <laughs> it's Whoa. disturbing you got you got it you, is quite disturbing you gotta give me some side stories so. uh, uh-huh. at some point at some point exactly but so yes just 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 word to the wise words it's to not the always wise. safe uh so uh, what exactly you're trying to say that sometimes you're completely hopeless okay so so basically yeah why how do we get the hopeless line because uh, well, well work is done it's time to serve oh no that's right are are you ready? And they're like, do we have to? Because he says, are you ready for the nasty? And he goes, do we have to? And it's like, yes. And then you have to scrape out the the garbage truck. That's how oh, it happened. Okay, oh, that's what. It no, was. no, no. That that's later. That's later. Yes. Oh yeah. Gosh, I must have been on drugs I, when I watched this movie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I I swear I have that, but maybe not. But um. No, you're that, right. You're right. Okay. Well, when we get to it, I'll tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> No, first they gotta they gotta go uh, they gotta go surfing, right? Oh, you're right. They go. Oh, see, this doesn't make sense to me. Why would you go surf and then clean the truck when you should clean the truck and then go surfing to clean yourself off? Maybe they do. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Now I'm confused. Let, let, but let me just let me just tell you one thing. Okay. That never happens. Really? No one ever ever cleans out the truck like that ever. <laughs> that is that is insane. What kind of sicko climbs inside of the truck? Who did no. Emilio talk to when he wrote this movie? What garbage man said, yeah, this is what we do, man. Dude, they were pranking him on that one. <laughs> right? Oh, no, totally. We get inside it. First off, that's a safety hazard. OSHA would never approve that. And you know, that is disgusting. That's hot garbage, son. That is hot garbage indeed, <laughs> sir. Without question. <laughs> Gross. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So let's just say for the sake of argument that we're right and they, they clean out the truck and then go surfing. But before right. before they go surfing, they talk about the surf shop. And I love the right. line when he says, uh, well, let's not forget that I, I brought up the bank. Well, let's not forget we didn't even get the loan. <laughs> 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 oh, that's amazing, man. I love that. So. I do like that. Yeah, so they want to build. They want to Open a surf shop, right? Quit their job as trash man and go open a surf shop. That's the dream. This is our last year throwing trash. You said that last year. Yeah, well, I mean it. Yeah, well, you melted it last year. <laughs> hey, Carl, is this yours? Not my color. And that's when they find the letter. Aww. Oh, too cute. <laughs> but yeah, the surf shop, that's their goal. That's their dream. And essentially, they, they go and eat. And that's when they have the talk about sometimes you are completely hopeless, that Carl will tell the James. He's like, well, what do you mean hopeless? Am I entirely hopeless? Well, what does hopeless mean? Well, define it. Hope with, you know, not much less of hope. You know, he can't even explain it to him because it's so simple. Just like you said. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of like that. And he's like, okay, well, maybe I'm a little bit hopeless. And that's when they undo their suit and you find out the whole time they've had their surf suit underneath their their uh, outfit which is interesting um and of course we don't get no point break at this point uh, they just <laughs> they go off camera and you just know that they're going shopping or they're going surfing so then at this point sir after this is done uh that's when we get introduced to the two sidekicks that are supposed to go kill jack Berger. these two are so annoying dude 
Yeah, no doubt. They are uh, they are the worst kind of goons. It's just, especially the tall one. What an idiot. The thing is, is each one is established in certain scenes who's the leader. And then the next scene, they'll be dethroned from their leadership. It's right. really weird. They're not consistent with these two. They're they're consistent with every other character, but these two. It's kind of bumbling idiots too. Right. You know what? Yeah, yeah how, no, I how about we don't talk about these two the rest of the review? Let's <laughs> <laughs> not even talk about them. We'll just um, skip them. Perfect. They don't even exist. Well, all right. Well, I guess we got to bring out the fact that they go. Uh, they're they're hired by Mister uh, by Mister Max to go kill Jack Berger. Get the tape, essentially. But wait. But first, the the they don't know about the tape yet. They don't know about the tape right? because Berger still has to go to the cops. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And my, the cop sells him out. Right. Exactly. Right. So he goes. Berger is frazzled. So his conscience is killing him. So he takes his incriminating tape that's going to put Max away. I've got it. I'm doing it. I might have to take a hit on it, but I'm going to do it. He gives the tape to the cops. The cop puts it in, and the song plays, which work I it. love. Work, work it. it. Work, work <laughs> it. Work it. Work it. Which, so this was supposed to be like his theme song for his campaign. She's like, I've got a song. You're going like, to be playing and when you go from stop to stop, and it was he was gonna come out to like work it, work it. <laughs> He'd be like coming out to who let the dogs out, right? Exactly. You know, like, but so he's like, oh, I've got the wrong tape. Oh, my assistant must have it. Blah blah blah. Um, and, and, and so the cops like, oh, okay, yeah. So you have a tape though, huh? That incriminates Max, huh? Okay, yeah, totally. We should get that tape, huh? And then instantly sells him out, calls Max. You find out that the cops are working with him too, which dude should have known. Like I'm a dirty councilman. I'm sure I'm not the only one this guy has in his pocket. True. You know, the, the, the Berger should have known that, but he's not very smart. It's true. Berger's not likable. So when he, when he dies, you know, who cares? But I, I got a real issue with this later that we'll talk about, but all right, good, good. But uh, essentially uh, he goes to the cop. He finds that the tape is played with the music. He's like, uh, he makes the worst over the top face of she took the wrong tape. <laughs> and he, and he storm. by the way, uh, the tape deck that Max has. Oh, that's amazing, dude. I mean, yeah, it's pretty great, huh? Yeah, it's pretty sick. <laughs> but, but when, uh, when Berger takes the tape, uh, to go hunt down Susan, he had made the most ridiculous face. She took the wrong tape. Oh, so terrible. Uh, So he's on his way to Susan's house. So at this time, our boys, Carl and James, are playing Pictionary. And I love... What? Before they get to that, though, man, uh, aren't they... uh, uh, Isn't there a prank going on at work? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. This is a great scene, man. This is an amazing scene. Okay. Oh, so... All right. How do do we set this up for the I'm sorry to to stop you, but this is too good. No, you're right. This is the best prank of the movie right here. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, so Carl and James, uh, are having their little discussion still, you know, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter what they're talking about. Right. They, they are showered up. They leave. They close. James closes his locker, locks up. They leave. And we see the two, their two co-workers who have they've been battling with kind of standing off the side like, wait, what happened? Wait, was, wait, no, is that it? No, 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 no. That's later, isn't it? Now I'm confused. No. No. I know. <laughs> this is James. No, they get and they get them back first, right? So, 
So the two dudes that uh, Carl and James edit all this out. <laughs> Carl and James <laughs> have been feuding with. It's, right? it's staying in, dude. What are you talking about? All right. So they open their lockers, right? Is this correct? <laughs> okay. No way. Because the first time. Wait, it's got to be your bowl. No, wait. no, no, wait. Hold on. They don't know about. They don't do the comeback because they open their locker and that's when the airbag comes out. Like, oh, very funny, boys. You should make it original. Real original. And that's when it explodes. A bunch of crap all over them. Somebody's covered in poop. And and then the the white guy, he's all calm like, this means war, man. (laughs) And the other guy's just run into the shower. I'm sure that made a lot of sense to everybody. (laughs) No, Um, no, then the other guy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. The other guy, and then the other guy. Yeah. Can we just talk about something real quick? Yeah. Um, in this throughout this movie, um, because I noticed it especially on on Charlie Sheen, but he's not the only one in this movie. There is a lot of douchey ponytail action in this movie. <laughs> My gosh, it's true. There is a ton of douchey ponytail action. Ah, uh, but Charlie and, Sheen does look good though. Really. Yeah. You like him with that little ponytail? He takes his mullet and turns it into a ponytail? Yeah. A mullet ponytail. That is the height of early 90s fashion. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You get a boss sweatshirt and just do it. So uh, the boys, though, before the, the poop splatter on the two guys they're pranking, they uh, have their boss pull them over and say, which one of you uh, roll the bowling ball down the street? And you see Charlie Sheen kind of roll his eyes. Not us. Not, not us, Walt. I don't know. And uh, and Walt essentially says that I am going to give you a third wheel. Uh, this is my brother-in-law. And uh, the boys are not not pleased with this because they're like, knowing us, it's probably going to be some deranged ex-army guy. But they go they go home, and that's when they're discussing, look, man, uh, we're going to have to deal with this guy. Be cool. And that's when they decide to play Pictionary. And I love, what is a phrenologist? The guy that determines the size of Walt Ale, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um. I, and this they're, is—they're smart guys. They are, because I had no idea what phrenologist was, and because of this movie, now I know. So I'm that much smarter because I watched this movie. Because it's the yeah, I'm studying Walt A. Hole. You yeah. got it. But they are really good at at Pictionary. I assume that's what they're playing. They they actually know their stuff, and that's when they hear the argument going on across the building. Uh, Mr. Jack Berger walks into Susan's place, screaming and yelling at her. Where's the tape? Where's the tape? And this is the point where Carl gets mm-hmm. pissed off. And takes his rifle and and uh, I I just love James like what do you expect to do with that stupid thing and I love his line about how it helps me to seriously aggravate a situation without changing the course of history <laughs> and most of all it, it hurts like a bitch and that's my <laughs> I think uh, I don't know it could be one of my favorite lines in the movie for sure it's but, pretty great because it is a BB gun it is, it is not a high caliber rifle. It's a BB gun. <laughs> what do you expect to do with that stupid little thing? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so he shoots him in the rear end, clearly sees it's a butt shot, and he falls over. And they fall down from because the, they're kind of leaning over a deck. So they, those two fall down because they don't want to be spotted. They're shaking their hands. They're thinking all is well. Uh, in walk the two morons and, and basically put a wire around Jack kill the right, guy into burger's apartment yeah yeah uh, while susan's going to find the tape uh those guys kill him they find the tape they're like touchdown touchdown you know and and they take off they take the body with them they take off and that's when susan walks in the apartment looking for jack he's not there 
And that's the the next day, essentially, right? Is when uh, well, those guys put him in what a, a yellow a yellow in one of the toxic waste uh, drums, right? And stick him in the trunk, and of course, it's not sealed shut, so they hit a bump and it falls out of the back of the trunk, uh, and conveniently next to a garbage uh, can. Yes. Now, here's my dumb question. Every every garbage man has a you know a particular route that they take Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday. How is it that this happened to be the route that they were going to do the next day? I don't know. Oh, it was how fortuitous! <laughs> right. And it rolled it rolled over there, and it just so happens to be trash day the next day. And these two guys are the garbage men. Oh, okay. It works out perfect. Uh, right. Don't don't think about it. It works out perfect. Okay. Just just you know we forgive so much more in these movies, right? Yeah, exactly. Let, let it go. So the boys uh, wake up early morning, uh, and of course James is like, "Where am I?" and doesn't, and then doesn't realize that he's at Carl's place, I guess, because Carl's walking in, grabbing his nuts, trying to make the most nastiest jerk oh, I've dude. ever seen in my life. You want to talk about a real eye opener? I mean, he's got ice cream with coffee, old coffee, Jägermeister, and ibuprofen. Throw it in the blender. Time to go to work. Let's do it. Why not? Ice cream, coffee, Jaeger, and ibuprofen. That's an eye-opener right there, my man. Man. Don't get you moving in a hurry. I, I take it you've had some of this. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not I'd at do all. something like that? That's insane. Of course not. Why would I want to copy a movie? That's, that's insane. Right. Nobody exactly. Uh, so, of course, Carl's saying, look, James, just be cool with this guy, and the faster you do that, the faster we'll get this guy off of our tail. And then we get introduced to my man, Keith David, the most underrated guy in movies and my favorite character from this movie, Lewis. Uh, he makes this movie. If Lewis was not in this movie, I would not give this movie the high rating that I give it. No, he he makes this movie. Uh, it, it kicks up an extra notch when he shows up. He's great. Keith David, not to be confused with David Keith. No. Keith David is, a, is just great. He adds two stars to this movie just by being in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so the boys, they're writing together. And uh, so he's got a notepad that uh, that Lewis is writing down. And he's like, you know, he's being, I forget the first thing he says to him. You're driving too fast. It's like that. And uh, of course, James is oh, like, this would be the worst. And he's like, this, this would be the, worst. he's like, this sucks. He's like, what did you say? Nothing. And uh, he goes, well, if you want to tell me nothing again and you want to lose your job, I suppose, I bet you better tell me what that nothing is. I said, this sucks, James. And frankly, so do you. <laughs> and then he starts <laughs> laughing. Oh, and then they, they think he's cool. They start laughing and then he gets the straight face. And beats the crap out of him, man. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Dude's driving a garbage <laughs> truck, and you start swinging on him. It's swerving all over the place. Like, what is going on? He, Lewis ain't taking no sass. No. He he likes to draw, and he likes to eat French, fr- French fries, <laughs> and he's not taking no lip from you. So so the boys are at a restaurant. They're they're cleaning their noses out. They go and sit down, and he's like, "How's your nose?" He's like, "Put this on the back of your neck." And he goes, "Since it, you were supposed to be on the receiving end," and that's when you know Carl's like, "Look, why don't we just make up, be cool, you know?" Because he's like, "Look, man, you're a real pain in my ass." And of course, you know he's not allowed to. Those two aren't allowed to go at it no more. Carl basically brings everything to peace, and then James decides he's going to take. A French fry, 
And that's when we get the epic line of, uh, so good, dude. I mean, he goes on a tangent here about how how ter- how there tragic are several sacred things in the world <laughs> that you don't cross. And one of those is touching another man. Never touch another man's fries. And uh, it's it's so phenomenal. I mean, I couldn't write this stuff if I went to book school or something like or writer school. It's just if so I went to book school. <laughs> yeah, book school, <laughs> writer school, whatever. <laughs> I've had a long day. Leave me alone. I went to book school and got super smart. Uh, I got to say something stupid, right? That's I love it. It's all good. I missed it. Yeah. (laughs) But it. uh, So the boys, uh, they essentially go back to back to to work, and that's when they come across Jack, and uh, (laughs) that's when James or no Carl. Carl pulls off the top, takes a look at it, and. But just the top of his head realizes who this guy is. I love that. The fact that he know who's he knows who this is. And we get my favorite line in this whole movie when uh, when Lewis comes over and uh, takes a look and says, "Aw, looks like somebody threw away a perfectly good white boy." <laughs> and then he takes a look over to the post. It says, "Sure, and it looks a hell of a lot like that dude." <laughs> and, right. And then we get the epic fight, sir. Why don't you describe this fight that we're gonna get to watch, sir? Well, I mean, they obviously think they're responsible for this. Exactly. They realize, like, oh, that's the guy that you shot last night. You said you hit him in the butt, dude. They like, did. <laughs> oh, no. Like, they're going to come after us. Uh, you pulled the trigger, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. So good. It, it's, pr- it's pretty great. And, and throughout all this, all of a sudden you hear the bling, 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 bling of the, the bike cops. I hate cops. <laughs> so so what do we do we have we've got a dead body we've got a dead uh city councilman standing here uh we've got an unstable uh gentleman working with us right now who's just said i hate cops right we are busted these guys are looking for any reason to take us down um i'm sure us standing here with a corpse isn't gonna help and they have a guilty conscience because they think they killed him so uh, the the little the little horn of the bike cops comes rolling up, and we're gonna weaken at Bernie's this thing. Right. <laughs> Put a cowboy hat on this guy. And let's see if we can get away with it. You know what's ridiculous. You know what's terrible is the fact of I watch all these crime shows, you know, and two hours a dead corpse and it's stinking already. Okay. Right. We got some flies up in this joint. Uh, you know, never six hours later, people are puking at this point. Now this yeah. guy has been in this can. For, number one, there's no oxygen in there, so the the heat's gonna speed up. You're well, gonna, he doesn't have to breathe. Yeah, I, obviously, but I'm oh, okay. saying. Okay, I thought that, you were worried about that. I'm saying the temperature in there is gonna is gonna fry this guy faster than if he was in open air. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he's gonna be. There's gonna be some parts of him that are jelly like at this point. <laughs> there should be some f- from you know from I don't know fermentation. Yeah, exactly. That should be oozing out. When they open the top of that lid. So, Instead, he's going to have, have a hysterical look on his face <laughs> and be lockjawed. It's going to be hilarious. Nothing Suddenly, be- rigor mortis sets in as he's standing up. Not while he was in the fetal <laughs> position in the drum. Rigor mortis sets in as he's standing up now, so he's <laughs> stiff as a board. Oh, man. That's I, how it works. I mean, later on, he's going to be able to hold a drink. Let's not, you know. Sure. Right. Why not? <laughs> That's how, that's how these things work, guys. Oh man, so so good. Yeah, so the uh, so our our idiot bike cops come rolling up and they're they're giving them the 
hard and fast exam about who everybody is. What's wrong with this guy? He looks freaking dead. (laughs) These guys are obviously the worst cops on the force, without Uh, without question. Without doubt. Um, There's there's another thing I noticed in this scene uh, that I noticed throughout the movie. Is that Carl, uh, for a garbage man, uh, puts his gloves up to his mouth quite a bit in this movie. Which is disgusting. Ooh. Just... Next time you watch this, just notice how many times Charlie Sheen uh, puts his hands up to his up to his mouth with his garbage picking gloves on that have seen maggots and now a dead body. <laughs> it's so gross. Wow. Oh, just, it makes me just kind of yak every time I see it. Wow. I, I miss that. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate that. <laughs> Anytime. I'll, be able, I'll have some nightmares tonight. You bet. <laughs> so, so our boys decide that... Uh, uh, what, they're going to go back to work. You have no idea where they stashed this guy, but no. they're, they're going to go back to go back and shower and discuss what the hell they're going to do with this guy. Uh, and at this point, Lewis is now part of the team. He's like, Hey, you know, Carl's right. You know, we need to, uh, we need to forget the cops, you know, and go back and figure this thing out ourselves. And, the whole time they're talking, they're talking super loud. But our two guys, the pranksters, they're hiding behind their locker, you know, door. Yep. How are they not hearing what's going on here? Come on, they're right next door. <laughs> they are literally five feet away from these guys. They're like, "What are we gonna do with that dead body? I don't know. You killed him. What should we do with him? I don't know. We'll figure it out." You pulled the trigger, pal. <laughs> <laughs> but they're more worried about the prank that they set up. They're just like, "Giddy, oh, they're gonna do it. They're gonna get it." So, it's hilarious. So so James closes his door. They take off. And our boys are conveniently just wearing towels. And they're like, I thought that uh, – did you set it up right? I read the instructions. They go and open the locker door. And that's when the airbag doesn't come out. Just crap comes shooting out right away, uh, yeah. which I love. I thought that was fantastic. It's even worse, the amount of poop that's on these guys. It's fantastic. It's a large amount of fecal matter. And and number one, where did you even buy that from? Where did you buy it? <laughs> it you can collect it. If, if that comes in a kit, are, is this the same kit from Can't Buy Me Love? I mean, come on. No, you put a you know you put a plastic shopping bag inside the toilet bowl. You start a collection every time. You know it adds up. It adds up. All right. Yeah. So so our boys go back to uh, to it's I believe the grossest it's, episode ever. By the I, way, right? They go back to Carl's place. I think. Uh, decide that they're hungry. They're gonna order a pizza, and they stick Mister uh, Mister Smelly in the to- in the bathroom because you know oh. the, the best place for him is to sit down, put a good old uh, Point Break mask on his face. That'll work well. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, the boys order pizza, and Carl decides he's gonna go over and talk to Susan. Uh, and they think that's a bad idea. He's like, look, I'm Mr. Pimp. I can make it happen, okay? So he sneaks over there, literally sneaks over there and on concrete outside. And people are asking, they're like, what are you doing? And then he asks himself, what am I doing? So he attempts to go over and meet Susan Wow, the pizza guy. Good old Chainsaw. Chainsaw shows up. Chainsaw shows up. I love Now this. we know what Chainsaw did after high school. Oh, so good, dude. Once he graduated from high school, he started delivering pizzas. I mean, this essentially is the extension of summer school. I mean, no, really. no doubt. This is what he's doing now. Exactly. He is Chainsaw. <laughs> I love it when he's like, what's going on here? It, he goes, mind your business. Lewis You've goes, seen too much. <laughs> You've seen too much. His <laughs> eyes open. He grabs him. He throws his head through the wall. <laughs> what are you doing? 
He'll talk. He's seen too much. Oh. First off, though, so wait, so Carl is going over to her apartment, right? Right. And he's gonna try and get some inside intel. He's gonna snoop around, and so James and Lewis are are watching him. They're running surveillance, right? I want to ask you real quick: What kind of peeping toms or surveillance guys? Watch out a window with the light on, <laughs> looking out into the dark. First off, it's damn near impossible to see anything <laughs> when you're sitting in your house with the light on, trying to look outside into the dark. <laughs> you don't see anything. Secondly, it only lights you up to the people from the outside. Like, what are these two idiots up there with binoculars doing? Like, I love it. I'm just looking at it going, that that doesn't work, guys. That just doesn't work. I was sitting in this window silhouetted by the light behind me and trying to run surveillance. Why did you have to bring logic into this? You've ruined this scene for me. <laughs> Man, you've ruined everything. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But luckily, Chainsaw, Chainsaw saves the day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, oh, so... so- so Carl eventually essentially meets Susan and freaks out because he thinks she's a killer and she conveniently invites him in like an idiot. Right. Um, he's got a he's got an injured foot. Yeah, injured foot. Um, uh, this scene is kind of weird, but it, it works because he, he, he essentially tells her everything that a stalker would tell you where, <laughs> right. where, you, where you should throw him out. But you don't. How did you know I had Dom? Oh, uh, I don't know. Does it everybody? I totally didn't know. Uh, yeah. There's, I got some, there's some weirdness with this whole uh, scenario here. Okay. In the fact that, so he's sitting there in her apartment, blah, blah, blah. And he's, he first is going over, right, to, to snoop around. And then, you know what? She's a pretty good looking lady, right? Right. Hey, not bad, right? And it goes from him going over to find out the facts and thinking she may have murdered Berger to it basically becoming their first date. Yeah. <laughs> like she has a relationship with Berger, right? I mean, she doesn't know he's dead. She just knows that he came over angry and then she hasn't seen him since. Whoa, he's disappeared. I never got the vibe they were together, son. Oh no, no, totally. Get the hell out of here. Oh yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Definitely. No. Yes. You're full of crack today. What'd you smoke? Rewatch it. Rewatch it. They had a relationship going. Her and Burger. Oh, yeah. Did she have cheese? Because because the cop even says it at one point. He's like, yeah, he's got his girl working as his advisor or whatever. All right. All right. Whatever. I'll give it to you. He just disappears. Some stranger shows up at her door. She lets him in. Next thing you know, it's a first date. It's, it's, It's a little goofy. I mean, it is Charlie Sheen, so I might even let him in, but, you know. Right. I mean, Charlie Sheen is a very sane person that you can trust with your whole heart and soul. So Right. Yeah, he wouldn't screw you. Yeah. So she and he she and take he. off, right? She and he. That's a, that's a phrase. That's their new name. She and he. Yeah, that's a, that's a name of a band, actually. Zoe Deschanel's band. Uh, um, a little tip for you. Um, <laughs> actually, it's she and him. Anyways. Uh, so they go off. They, the two of them take off. It's first date time, right? Right. And this is this is where I love this movie from here just goes insane. Insane. It's now a new movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> from here on, it's a whole different movie now because now it's like it's like Cannonball Run meets <laughs> like this crazy. I don't know. Like you have so many different teams now 
Right. Like all working for the same goal. Like these two are out there. Now you have Lewis and James chainsaw and the corpse chasing <laughs> after Carl and Susan. And you got you, the bad guy. You remember him, Max? He have actually, he actually shows up at one point in this movie. I forgot. Yeah. You've got the goons that are in on the chase. You've got their coworkers, uh, in, including white Rasta man. And you have the cops in on this chase now. Okay. This is the best scene of the whole entire movie for me right here. The, the, the cop where Mike pulls them over Mm-hmm. And uh, where James has no idea what to say, and when he figures out that things are going crazy, he tells him to get out of the car, and that's when Lewis pulls the gun to chainsaw's <laughs> head and says, "Yeah, cop, I know you, man. You're 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 sitting here thinking we got ourselves another Negro with a gun here. Well, let me tell you something. There, oh, he, oh, this is the best scene of the movie. Everything he great. says." Is uh I I uh, I could watch this scene over and over and over and over. It's fantastic. The best part is when he tells uh him to to drop the revolver and he drops the uh drops the the flashlight. The flashlight. Yeah. We tell Miss uh, what does he call him? <laughs> I can't remember. Officer such and such. <laughs> Mr. Sneak- flashlight. Mr. Sneaky Pants. Come over here, Mr. Bonehead. Come join you, Mr. Fred, Mr. Bonehead. Yeah. You let him know that a flashlight in the concrete makes a much different sound <laughs> than a revolver. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. Oh uh, yeah, and he leaves them uh, stripped to their underwear, tied together. Yeah. Creepy. Like that's his thing. That that's his thing. <laughs> so good. And uh, yeah, and James starts to uh, starts to laugh uh, at the fact of he's just now committed a crime against two police officers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wait, this guy was gonna judge whether we're worthy to do a job. <laughs> this guy's unstable. Right. Oh, I love it when we've established that chainsaw is not allowed to have. Uh, any food. The commie bastard gets no food. <laughs> We've established that. Well, because Lewis, we didn't say, Lewis is a Vietnam vet. Right, right. And Lewis has some issues because of that. Exactly. <laughs> the commie gets no food. <laughs> oh, dude, he's not like an enemy combatant. <laughs> oh, man. So <laughs> I love the fact that when they finally decide to let Chainsaw I have a drink. He's like, needs more sugar. <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, nothing, nothing. Ah, oh, so good. I love some chainsaw, man. Um, what, what do we get next? Okay, so so Carl and Susan are on the run, right? They right. get captured. Oh, and we get introduced to our first taser ever in film, right? Right. Well, this thing too, man. This thing is ridiculous. Sixty-five thousand volts that actually shows electricity when it shoots you, unlike any other taser. It's like the size of a brick. <laughs> it's the Zach Morris cell phone taser. <laughs> it's like, oh, you get your Star Trek stuff out here, whatever. Right. Yeah, that thing is, it's ridiculous. But this is gonna put some people down. It actually electrocutes your teeth too. Don't forget that. <laughs> it's like it's like you turn into the emperor and you have powers. Right. Exactly. Oh man. So yeah, you're right. These guys, they capture Susan and Carl. And uh, meanwhile, Susan has this fantastic red sports car and our pranksters set it on fire on, right. on accident or maybe on purpose. I don't know. They, they cut the brakes, essentially, uh, and then leave a match. They, they light a match and drop it, not thinking it's going to catch on fire. Hello. Yeah, we, we pranked them. We tried pranking them to death. 
cut the brake lines? What? Right, exactly. So as as Carl and Susan are are they are being held ha- you know hostage, they because they were kissing on the beach, but these two guys came uh, and they're they're gonna take them back to good old Max's place. Um, you know, Luke, Carl comes up with a plan. Look, when you hear my signal, you know, run. Those two guys, the guys that are having them hostage, that's when they begin the fight, and that's when the older guy tasers the other guy. Right. Uh, and it becomes chaos ensues, and, and Carl and Susan are able to escape. They go to the car. Now, this has got to be the greatest blooper I've ever seen in a film. Uh, not only does the car uh, explode, but you see the wire used to pull the car <laughs> and flip it over. <laughs> right. Oh. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It, it, oh, so it's bad. pretty bad, but they're, um, they're the, the whole plan is Max is going to bury these two in the landfill, right? Right, exactly. Bury them alive, put them in these drums, and there's so they're at his chemical factory, and uh, he's he's got them these, uh, got his goons and everybody, and he's doling out his plan of how I'm going to bury them alive and blah blah blah. Do you notice that everybody there is in full hazmat suits with respirators? Yeah. But Max is just standing there in a suit and hair gel. Can we can we say Die Hard Five? <laughs> right, Die Hard Five. I'm in Chernobyl. I'm cool. Don't worry about it. Because I'm. I don't John, need. I don't need anything. I'm John McClane. <laughs> I'm supposed to be on vacation. <laughs> All right. So, uh, they so they get, they get put in the toxic. Um, waste barrels, barrels, nope. yeah. Uh, and the, Max reassures them that don't worry, death will come to you faster than being buried alive because you'll just run out of oxygen. So it's okay. Yeah, perfect. Now, you didn't poke any air holes in it. Don't worry. Right. Now you gotta love the fact that they happen to put him on an end, on an end cap, so that way he falls off. And, um, Wait, are we talking about much like earlier when the barrel fell out of the car? This time, luckily. The barrel that Carl was stuffed into fell off right next to where James was standing. Right. And let's not forget James, Lewis, and Chainsaw, they broke in to oh, yeah. this place by stealing their garbage truck, but our pranksters have cut the brake line on this guy, on these guys. Yeah. Uh so that's they That's not a prank. Yeah, that's by the way. That's, to cut somebody's brake line in the garbage that's, that's a prank. That's a criminal offense, folks. That's that's man. Somebody's gonna die in this prank. Either you or the grandma or the bus full of penguins that you hit. It, Somebody's gonna die. Is that manslaughter or is that murder? I forgot. I, I think that's premeditated, is what it is. Premeditated. Thank you very much. Okay. So our boys, they break in. Now Chainsaw, he's like, I'm no I'm not some superhero. I am a pizza man. <laughs> I'm going to stay here while you two go play superheroes. But in the meantime, he finds out that you've been holding me hostage all night with an air rifle. <laughs> but he still sticks around with our boys. He doesn't take off. I, I don't know why. I guess he likes Lewis, even though he's been torturing all, all night. He That's likes what, the excitement. Yeah, he likes the excitement. So so uh, Lewis and, and James, they go and try to rescue Carl and uh susan and we get some pretty good uh you know pretty good action we see you know carl's barrel falls off conveniently and this has got to be the funniest scene for me when they're trying to get to susan's truck 
and, and and they're hanging on the the thing, you know, yeah, the, on the tailgate. Yeah. Why does Charlie Sheen keep smiling the whole time? <laughs> I know he's having a great time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, the, were they really doing this stunt, and he was having the time of his life? And I think so. I think he was like, I've always wanted to do this. This is awesome. Okay. I mean, because he is, he's trying to get to this girl that he's madly in love with after three hours, and. It's his mission to get her, his brother or whoever is, is hanging there. And he's like, they got this huge pie eating grin. Like, hey, this is awesome. Yeah. I, I think I love her. Really? How do you know that? She let me feel the bumps on her head. Yeah. I don't know. If that's the case, man, then. Ugh. I've tried that technique at the mall. It does not go over well. Have you tried that on your wife? No, not on her, but on strangers. Can you I feel sh- the bumps on your head? You should say, hey. Can I feel the bumps on your head? I want to see what a phrenologist does. If, if there's really bumps on your head or not. So. And she says he's studying. He's studying his asshole. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I'm, yeah, you're studying the size of that particular. Yes, uh, ma'am. Yeah. All right. So where are we, sir? Uh, so we uh, we end up in the landfill, right? We get to the landfill, and then we get some crazy. I mean, if the action there's so of, much. So much There's action, dude. So much craziness in this. So much. All right. So our boys, I got to keep this straight. Okay. So our boys, they they decide that they're going to take some random guy that Max probably doesn't care about hostage. Right. And, and they're going to blow his head off. But instead of... And Max is like, whatever. Right. <laughs> but, but this time we get the white version of the conversation. I know you, man. You're thinking we got another white boy here with the gun. Well, let me tell you something. Human life means little to me at this point in time. You know, it gets real funny. But, of course, we have to have Lewis and Chainsaw come to the rescue because, you know, Carl's like, hey, relax, James. Cops are here. But needless to say, we have Chainsaw ruin everything (laughs) and uh, let them know that, yeah, you with the pellet gun, I'm going to blow you away. And uh, that's when chaos ensues with the big fights that we're going to get. Yeah, no doubt. And there is so much... So, I mean, there's there's all these fights going on. There's people are being hit with random objects that you find in a landfill. Right. Um, Tires. A, I mean, basically, if you can push somebody down the big hill, that's the end of the hat. Th- this like, is they're done. Right. This is an episode of uh, WWE's table, ladders and chairs and stairs. Basically, I mean, yeah, you just push somebody over the edge. We're playing King of the Mountain. If I can push you down the hill, then you're done. Right. And it's all these all these faceless guys in hazmat suits are just being shoved down a hill. And, and no, go ahead. I would say there's Max. The, the 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 most ridiculous thing is at one point Max just gets into a bulldozer oh. and chases after everybody. But before you get into this, can we talk about how when Charlie Sheen is trying to rescue Susan and, oh, the, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the, the guy behind him just conveniently stands there and waits to be kicked hit with the gun? He he doesn't try to stop him. He just right. stands there. It's like, are you gonna hit me with the gun now? You're gonna or hit what? me with the butt of that gun or what? Yeah. Okay. So oh, go, all right. So go on with the bulldozer. Yeah. No. Go. I just I love when uh, Max he gets in the bulldozer and he's just terrorizing everybody now. He's got the big the big bull mag and the ridiculous bad guy faces that he makes. Uh. <laughs> you mentioned earlier the ridiculous over the top faces that he makes in this scene, his quote unquote bad guy faces as he's like doing these maniacal laughs and just, uh, it's insane. I, <laughs> it's I, crazy. 
I hate this actor. I think yes. he is a terrible actor. He's I don't over know. the top in everything. I don't know how he ever got a job in Hollywood, who he slept with. I have no idea. But my 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 six year old can act better than this guy. This guy is terrible. terrible. And the thing is, is he it, like him being like smarmy and gross and over the top worked. And don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yeah, it, it worked for that role, but not this one. This one, he's just a cartoon character of bad. I just yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. You know what his worst line is? He goes, "I thought it was a pretty good article." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Shut up. So he's so he's he's going after them. Everybody, all our heroes pile into the squad car. They're gonna try and get away. They can't get at the start. He's coming after them with the big bulldozer. So they all run off. They run out at like the split second before he crushes the the, the police cruiser that they're in. And now suddenly they have a a choreographed attack. Yeah, as though they as though they had set it up. <laughs> days in advance for him like everyone's got costumes and they know exactly one thing leads to the next thing and then like like what where did this you had 15 seconds to bail out of the car and run and how and did <laughs> how did you get burger to hold that drink like that in the limo how did where did chainsaw come up with like the whole thing the first off the limo and then he's got the top hat and the umbrella yeah and like what and like just playing it cool, like your car, sir. Like, oh, okay. Everyone, it's very choreographed and where, ridiculous. Where did Susan get the spray cans from? Fully. Yeah, she just popped up on a thing. Like, oh man, it's crazy. Oh yeah. I mean, and the garbage can lids. Where the hell did those come from? This <laughs> this is a landfill. This I mean, I'm, you don't throw away garbage cans, right? I don't know. So, but it's funny. I mean, I give it that. But here's the it is, thing. It is. So this guy is all about, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. So when he goes down the, the crap shoot essentially and lands in the waste and yep. he's just with this ugly, nasty oh. face of just like, oh my God, they're at the top of the hill laughing. Uh, where does it go from here? Because isn't, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't. It's I, like an episode of the a team where if you just throw somebody into a pile of cardboard boxes that's it they can't get up from that like we just he just went down a hill and landed in the pool of water all right done let's go home boys yeah what yeah but i don't know but but then we get the the amazing song kicks in have a little hope uh, I, I forgot the rest. No, no, please sing it. Sing it. No, I did enough. Come on, with Peter, man. I, I don't. I'll get ripe. I'll get ripen again. I'll get rapping again, sir. <laughs> Not sure what you're gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I took too much. Don't make pain. me get ripe in here. I took all the pain pills too much today. I guess I don't. Too, too much Jaeger and pain pills. Too much Jaeger. Uh, but yeah, the the Jamaican song kicks in. Have a little love. Have a little hope. Make this world a little better. Oh. Mm-hmm. I love I love that song so good. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah, that, that makes that makes everything right. We see our our, our little cops; they're still hanging around, uh, chained up, and uh, a dog comes and pees on them, which is great. Of course, you would, because that's what this movie's all about. Yeah, uh, and then credits roll, sir. And then, of course, we get the breakup of Chainsaw and his girlfriend over the credits, which is kind of funny. So though. sad. So sad. All right, sir. So here's the deal. Uh, when I threw this movie in, I, I was like four and a half easily. I was like, I love this movie four and a half all the way. Uh, and then like, you know, I noticed some ridiculous things and stuff. And then of course, talking to you now, I, it was even more ridiculous than it was before. <laughs> However, despite the fact of how stupid and ridiculous this movie is, the fact of everything with Keith David, 
I give this four stars solid, solid four stars, man. I will not back down ever from that score. It will remain at four stars for the rest of my life, son. So there we I go. Got, I, got, I got no issue with that. So there you go. Um, I think, okay, after rewatching this movie, um, I, it's, okay, hear me out with this. Okay. It's really a bad movie. It is. Based on stupid people and a lot of misunderstandings. I agree, 100%. Right? Right. And most of the people are just cartoonish and goofy and just not good characters. But the fun factor is where it's all at, right? Right, exactly. And that's what makes it a good movie. That's what makes this terrible movie good. Exactly. And so I love it. I have no problem with your four. I'm like a... I'm like a three seven five. Yeah, I'll, I'll round it up to four. Um, I have no issue with that. But yeah, I mean, if you if if you're explaining it to somebody, oh, it sounds like a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. How do you explain this? Okay, so there's these two garbage men who who accidentally find a dead guy. It's uh, all based on a misunderstanding about a tape being swapped, and they think they killed somebody. <laughs> Here we go. Right. <laughs> and then it's just a bunch of people chasing each other. All for this tape, which we kind of forget about the tape, don't we? Yeah, the tape. Like, it all starts because of the tape. But But then the tape just kind of disappears. The tape is like Chuck Norris and and missing in action, I guess. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, Keith David uh, easily made this this movie for me. I'll say it again. If he was not in this movie, uh, the movie would not be the love fest that I have for it. Now... Uh, on an episode of Movie Mojo, would this be considered a guilty pleasure, or would this be considered just a movie that you love but you you just forgive? Uh, I think this could very easily be considered a guilty pleasure because, like I say, it's not a good movie. And uh, all right, well, so we have you, it has to uh, draw some sort of score. So let's see what Men at Work pulls for its uh, Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> score. Yeah, you want to you want to venture any guess? Uh, uh, Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Do you know this to be true? No, I don't. Okay, let's see. Men at work, and uh, this is this is good radio right here. But I, I'm averaging Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez, and I <laughs> and I come in the middle at thirty-four. So. I like it. Men, ooh, men at work uh, critically pulls a thirty percent. Ooh. And uh, user score of forty-six. So thirty th- a thirty on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's a guilty pleasure, my man. And and good job. Nice nice call on that score. Awesome. Yeah. So yes, this this would definitely be a guilty pleasure. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of movies of these two that is a guilty pleasure. I think. Yeah. Uh, good times. Oh, by the way, for your Busey or uh, your Busey game. Uh, yes, Busey or Blank. Yeah, which I love. Uh, for the Stallone and Schwarzenegger question, mm-hmm. uh, I would easily I would have had a double answer i would have said schwarzenegger but stallone's the better uh, actor that's how i would answer that question that would have, that answer would have disqualified you you get one answer sir for real yeah you get one answer no that sucks no time for explanation and what happened to iron eagle versus top gun what happened well, because to that? it was a tom cruise question okay fair yeah. enough yeah I- <laughs> days of thunder or top gun. i love days of thunder Woo-hoo. Do you? yeah all right good times all, all right, right. All right, sir. Well, that is it for our review. Now, sir, we have no emails, which is which is fair because we didn't tell Perfect. people about this. So uh, that's okay. Should we play our final game of the year of uh, what movie am I and winner take all, sir? 
my God, I wasn't ready for this. I know I wasn't either, but I figured might as well replace the email with this and we can do winner takes all on the spot. By the way, pulling back to current, we always do it on the spot. But but on the spot, we'll pull something out of our ass and we'll do winner takes all because the score, I I have no idea. I forgot that was like months ago. And, I'm ready. Uh, and we'll end 2014 with who the winner is, and then we'll have the nation determine uh, what the winner has to do for the other person, I guess, or something like that. So I'm ready for it. You ready? Okay, let's play. What movie am I? Nobody steps on a church in my town. Okay, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. I shot him six times. I, I shot him in the heart. That- Calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious. I'm Batman. Nice coat. Thanks. All right, sir. Uh, would you like me to go first, or would you like the honors today, sir? I would like to go first before I forget the movie that I just thought of. Okay, let's do it. Because <laughs> I'll forget it. All right, awesome. Okay, so I hope you've seen this movie. I'm thinking, knowing you and your taste in movies, I'm. Pretty pretty sure that you've seen this movie. What the hell does that mean? Everybody always says you're tasting movies. That's you like... know exactly what that means. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, what what was the movie I said is oh complete trash? That stupid Tom uh, Al, or Tom Allen movie or whatever it was. Gar- or... What the hell's Tom Allen? No, not Tom Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tom Allen? <laughs> Tom Arnold and Tim Allen. I'm getting across the okay. Galaxy Quest piece of crap movie. Yes. Yeah. Very true. Mr. Sean Forrester thought that my taste in movies would like that. Uh-uh, sir. Listen to STL, son. All right? I don't like trash. All right? Yeah, suck it, Sean. All yeah, right. there you I go. I like that. All right. Um, all right, here we go. Here's your scene. Okay. Oh, man, it's been a long time since I saw this. All right, I don't even know why this movie is in my head, but here we go. So we have um, we have two sets of couples. They are on a double date. They are sitting around a table playing cards, kind of. It's their their first date um, for one of the couples. The other couple kind of set them up. Okay. So one we have one couple. It's a long time couple. The other ones they set up their friends. You know, playing cards. Kind of it's kind of awkward. Kind of getting to know them. Blah blah blah. Um, one of the guys drops something on the table under the table. He goes down to get it, and uh, the dog comes in and starts licking him, lick licking him from behind. And he he thinks it's the lady <laughs> messing around with him, and uh, he gets he gets all crazy like, "What's going on? What you doing back there? What's what's going on? I'm just trying to pick up a card." He finally finds out that it was the dog, not the lady. What movie am I? Ooh, ah, uh, boy. I'll give you another hint, real quick. Yeah, this movie stars stars two gentlemen from a television show that you and I covered extensively on Changing Channels podcast. Okay. See, Wayne's World popped in my head when you said underneath the table dropped. You know, I was like, okay, it's Garth going under the table, but I'm like, okay, dog. Okay, that wasn't in that movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, boy. Is that, that's my final clue, right? Uh, the, uh, the man who is under the table uh, went on in the future to win an Academy Award for Best, best Actor. Ooh. Fantastic. <laughs> well sir i'm gonna have to decline because uh i have no idea what movie this is all right this movie stars 
Tommy Davidson and Jamie Foxx from In Living Color, and it is called Booty Call. Tell me you've seen Booty Call. <laughs> you, I have, I've seen parts of it, never all the way through. How could you not have seen? Booty call. I, I know. Somebody right? back me up out there. Somebody back me up. The booty call is a funny movie. I know. I know. Vivica A. Fox. I Tommy know. Davidson. I used to be in love with Vivica A. Fox, and then her her outside was no longer pretty because her insides are very much uh, <laughs> a, a, <laughs> a p i t c h. So yeah. I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. That very good. Excellent. Yes. Yes, sir. Sir, I agree with you. Good job. All right, sir. Here we go. Okay, I'm ready. All right, here we go. We got, uh, we have two, uh, we have two people in this scene, um, and the relationship is kind of like a, a father and son type of relationship. Uh, we got one of the of the characters is uh, hanging out in his room, um, just just kind of feeling down, uh, sore, uh, and the the other character comes, kind of the father type, come to check on him, knocks on. The door and, and says what are you doing you know how are you and the other uh the other guy uh he basically just starts to lie to him and he's just like you know i'm fine you know and uh the other guy knows that he's lying it's just like why are you, why are you doing this you know why are you doing this to yourself and that's when the other guy he snaps and he's like uh he, he opens the door he starts screaming at him and says, you know, you're not there for me, and uh, you want to be part of the equation, that's fine. Otherwise, you know, go away, basically. Mm-hmm. Slams the door, and, uh, and and the scene essentially continues. And uh, uh-huh. what movie am I? Are you Karate Kid Part 3? Very good, sir. Yeah, I, I knew that was too easy, but I figured since you hate that movie, maybe you'll forget it. But uh, that—that's my favorite scene of that movie, actually. Is, uh, it, it is. It's great, but you don't. Nobody talked to Miyagi that way. I know. You do not yell at Mr. Miyagi. You know, Karate Kid Three is definitely a guilty pleasure for me. Um, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's parts of that movie that I truly, truly love. Um, there's some I, good emotion in there. Yeah, there are parts. But it's like, a, there's a lot of terrible. Yeah, there is. Like Daniel changes weight like 50 pounds in one scene to the <laughs> other. You know, like the, the whole like I just fought for my life the last movie and now I'm going to get my ass kicked over a couple points. And I'm, right. I'm more afraid of him than the other guy. Some of that doesn't make sense, and and my boy Billy Zapka even ripped out Karate Kid three, but but there it's a guilty pleasure for me because um, I I do there are parts in it that I truly truly love, uh, and other and most of it is terrible, but uh, you know it, it, no question it, yeah so uh, I'm definitely go ahead go ahead. I, I was gonna say I'm definitely doing an uh, auto commentary on Karate Kid two because I did get feedback that people were down uh, for the Karate Kid one thought it was a lot of fun uh, and that you could totally tell that I love that movie and it sounded like I'd done commentary tracks before and I said the best way to review Karate Kid two is to do a commentary track for it that's the best way to do it but I won't do a commentary track for part three uh, unless it's I mean I need everybody to vote for me to do a Karate Kid <laughs> commentary track so. Uh-huh. Uh, but what were you gonna say, sir? Sorry, uh, I don't remember. Oh, it was about Karate Kid Three. I was talking, it, and yeah. it couldn't have been too much. Okay, well, very good, sir. You are the winner. As I mean, you've been kicking my ass half the year, anyways. Uh, it's pretty pathetic. A game I made, I got my ass kicked on. So, 
was uh, a good time though. It was. I, if I remember correctly, the the last score was like seven to three. If I remember right, so, sounds about right. So no, no. so good job, sir. Congratulations, you are the man. Uh, so good times. Uh, congratulations, man. What a way to end 2014. Uh, it's it, man, dude, we, we had a lot of fun in 2014. I know at the end of the year, uh, you know, things really slowed down a lot, but man, we do this year. We reviewed the Indiana Jones series. Um, I mean, we, we had some fun with Arnold movies. We actually tore apart an Arnold movie and we weren't thinking we were going to, we, we tore apart revenge of the nerds for God's sake. We, right. we were going to do that. So we had a lot of fun this year, man. Um, it was awesome, dude. No doubt we put we we put one podcast to bed. You know, we, we had to say goodbye to one podcast. <laughs> Charlie, what is changing channels? What's the next episode? <laughs> yeah, what? Come on, man. Get with it, Charlie. Oh God. But yeah, you're right. We put one podcast to bed officially. And uh yeah, and then we, we got our own t shirts this year. It was Heck good, yeah. Good times. Uh I've been rocking mine. Awesome. Um, I, I got mine hanging in the closet right now. So good times, man. So there you go. Uh, before we get into the music spotlight, I, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, uh, man, I've I've loved doing this show. And just so you know, this isn't a going, uh, uh, you know, a goodbye we're, speech or anything. We're about to put a second podcast to bed. <laughs> no, no, but I feel like Doctor Kevorkian. What's going on? Right, I know. But what I what I wanted to say is that. You know, this podcast used to do like one episode every single week. And, and you guys can tell it's been really hard for me to put out an episode. You know, if I wasn't doing a movie one, I want to do, you know, a, an underground hour. And you and I, we used to get together like almost every Tuesday. And three then, Tuesdays a month. At yeah, least. three Tuesdays a, a month. And then as we know, in wintertime last year, everybody knew that, hey, we would get together when your schedule allowed, because you know you go out and you plow and 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 help the help the needy. I mean, you're you're the everyday Superman, if you will. Obviously, right. And uh, <laughs> and then we picked it up in the springtime. You and I we kicked ass and we did a lot of episodes. It was awesome. And then you know, good uh, Peter's been coming on uh, lately to help me out, which has been really fun. But really, uh, you know, one person said to me the other day that they think my podcasting days are over. And I and I was like, man, I don't really want to agree with that statement. But uh, at the same time, I I do want to be honest and just say that I'm I'm kind of at the point now where I feel like these episodes are going to be kind of sporadic because my work schedule has changed so much, and you and I, our schedules have changed so much. So this episode is definitely going to mean a lot to me because I have no idea when the next time we're going to get together. So I I, I really hope people do enjoy and savor this episode because you and I, we love to get together. It's always a good time. Regardless of the movie, we always make the best out of it. We always try to find the best in everything, which is always a good time. And, right. uh, you know, I, I'm definitely, dude, I'm proud of you for, you know, just the success you've had this year, man, uh, with your podcast and your TV show and the fact of all these movies you've seen, man. I'm, It's just, it's awesome to see that, you know, how how blessed you've been this year, man. I'm really happy for you, dude. I really am. Oh, really proud of you, man. man. So uh, I cannot wait to see what 2015 holds for you. Uh, I know that, you know, your your shows are, are, are going like crazy. But STL, man, I if I do one or two a month, that, that's going to be a good, that's going to be good. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want, I'm not at the point where I'm ready to pull the plug. 
if I am ready to pull the plug, I'm going to give the show to you and you can do whatever you want with it, sir. That's kind of where, kind of where things lay. But uh, at this point in the game, 2015, there's still a lot of movies that I want to do. Uh, I'm super pumped. Obviously, I got to do the the Furious Seven. I, I can't let that down. I got to do that. You know, you and I, we still have Arnold movies that we are gonna do, and we are never gonna do Sabotage ever. <laughs> That's the. Oh my God, That's such a piece of crap movie. Um, but you and I, we we have a lot of movies we still have left to do. When are we going to do it? Only God knows. So when we get together, uh. It's, we'll get together and we'll do those movies, man. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see what 2015 holds. Uh, if if things change in my life, maybe I can do more. But I would say at this point going forward, uh, maybe one or two a month is kind of where I'm looking at for episodes. And, and I, that's that's good, man. Yeah. I mean, like I was telling you off air, um, you know, I do Mojo is once a month. Uh, Real films is twice a month when we're good. There is nothing wrong with that. You did, uh, you know, people adjust. Uh, people go through seasons in their life, you know. Yeah. And that's just that's just part of the game, man. You do you do what you can, and people enjoy it. And there's there's no doubt about it. You got a fan base that loves it. And so when it comes out, it comes out. I mean, people hung with us on changing channels. We didn't put an episode <laughs> up for like three months. I know. It's we, guys, we got a guy that's still hanging out a year later. It's true. Good point, man. Good <laughs> point, dude. Um, yeah, because. You're right. I mean, the, of course, the STL group, I mean, we're active every day. We're still going to keep it that way. And all these movies I see, you know, I, like out of time, just hit Netflix. And I'm like, man, I love this movie. It was so good. You know, that I love keeping that interaction. We got to keep that alive and, and, and stuff. But for the podcast itself, you know, it's not going to be like 2014 where you're getting like six episodes in one month. I mean, it, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, when Halloween hit and I didn't do the fest, I kind of knew things were going down. And let's put it this way. I used to listen to about 10 or 12 podcasts consistently every week. I have gone to zero. Wow. Yeah. I have not. Wait a minute. You better listen to mine. That's the thing. Your your <laughs> last episode of Movie Mojo, it took me three days to listen to it because I had to listen to it in my van when I was going on a service call to fix somebody's computer. Versus before, you know, actually, I don't I don't care if anybody listens. Just download. That's all I care. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and and that's the thing with STL, we can play music and you can't. So, uh, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Oh, those don't damn started damn copyright people. So, all right, sir, why don't we roll into the last music spotlight of 2014, sir? All right, let's do it. All right, sir. So since this is our last episode of uh, 2014, not our last episode of STL, just to clarify for the folks out there, uh, I thought we should do something special for the 2014 final song, uh, Music Spotlight. Uh, I want to go with, uh, I believe, our favorite song of 2013, which was my number one song of 2013, 
and that was Skillet and Rise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I figured since, uh, you know, I'm going to have a new number one song, you know, the next episode will be the top 20 songs of 2014 with the top 10 movies in there. Uh, I the, the number one song I have doesn't doesn't hold a candle to my favorite song of 2013. But, I mean, I'll explain why it's my favorite when I get to it, obviously. But, you know, you and I, we had much love and, and passion for this song. You got to see these guys live last year yeah. uh, and everything. And, everybody, you know, of course, this is the new sound clip to the music spotlight. Uh, a lot of people love this song. And uh, it, it kind of represents you and I, man. It's like we're still rising, man. We're not closing the door on anything. And uh, it's just it's just. Uh, it's my favorite song last year, and I I must have listened to it at least a couple hundred times this year. Mm-hmm. Just just this past uh, day, just yesterday, I listened to it like seven times. So I listened to the song hundreds of times this year because I uh, I uh, had a, a group of of young men that I work with uh, at my church, and uh, we did at the end of the year back in uh, April, at the end of the school year, we did a big uh, uh, big number, I guess, for the their awards program, and I set it to this song. So. I listen to this hundreds of times rehearsing our thing. So now here's what's funny: the song "Sick of It," you're sick of, but this no song you're not. That's, no, not at all. That's what's so funny. <laughs> so good, dude. So yeah. So yeah, that'll be the final song, music spotlight of 2014. Uh, this was a fantastic year, guys. Uh, thank you, every single one of you guys in the STL Nation, for stepping up your game. Uh, we kicked somebody out of the STL Nation this year. Uh, good riddance, never come back. Uh, we won't speak of that person who that is, but some insiders know who it is. Uh, no, we're talking about Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? Wait, what? Uh, thank you, Time Traveling Peter, for being the bastard child of STL and, and stepping up and uh, creating your own podcast that I actually love to listen to. You know, it's kind of cool hearing how nervous you are and now you're like a pimp now and, and coming on and helping me we're still going to do speed and death race sir we'll do that uh beginning next year sometime of course after the the top episode of you know top 20 songs and 10 all that stuff but you and i sir whenever we get together next do you you want to have a planned movie <laughs> not this far out right <laughs> right uh, we'll figure it out. Should should we announce to the folks if uh, if we have a plan or, or should we just, you know, because actually we probably shouldn't because we never know something might happen and then exactly. people get up pissed off that, oh, my God, they were going to record and now they're not. So it's a nice little surprise. Yeah, it is. So. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, sir, uh, do you got uh, why don't you wrap wrap things up, man? Tell people where they can find you since you are. I mean, dude, you're you're way more famous than I am now. Oh, so. uh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, dude. You're downloaded uh, everywhere now. Whew. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, you can find me over at Movie Mojo Monthly, as always. Uh, you can find Jason and I uh, doing Real Films podcast, talking about some documentaries. Um, and you can find my TV show, The Mike's Talked About, Real Reviews. I, I, I always post the links on the STL Nation page uh, pretty much every week. Um, but if there's any old episodes that maybe you don't want to see, if you go on to ksun.tv, you can find all 30-some episodes that we've done um, and, and see what we thought about the movies of 2014. Um, and I just want to thank everybody in the nation who has been really supportive of, of all these projects that I mentioned. Um, it's, been, it's been really nice seeing, uh, seeing familiar names pop up 
in, in all these things, um, liking things that I'm doing and, and just being supportive. I really appreciate that. And, uh, it's, it, it's been a good time. Hopefully going forward to continue doing it. So, Heck um, yeah. yeah, so, so continue supporting me on all those things. I would really appreciate that. Excellent. And, uh, don't forget to check out your list of 2014 Ooh. movies because Jameson is going to have the most solid list you're going to hear, folks. So <laughs> make sure you check that out because Jameson, as you know, uh, I, you, you got a perfect balance, man. You you know what, what's fun. You know what's great. You know what's excellent. You know what's a piece of crap. Uh, and you always find a balance in everything. And that's why your lists are always so solid, man. So that's, I appreciate that, Mike. That's what I try to do. I appreciate that. Yeah. So that's why you're, I mean, I'm sure Nightcrawler might be number one, but you know, I'm sh- that could change in the next couple of it's, weeks. It, it, who knows? There's but, a lot of stuff coming out right now. It's true. Now my list, my list is going to be ridiculous compared to Jameson's. Cause I mean, you guys know my <laughs> list. I, I do a bunch of fun factor stuff. I mean, that's, that's how I've always been that way. So it's not a secret. So if you want a legit, serious, great list, <laughs> Check out Jameson. Uh, on, you're going to do that list on Movie Mojo, correct? Uh, we'll do it on, on Movie Mojo. Our next episode will be uh, reviewing The Hobbit and doing our best and worst of 2014. And then I'll also do it on uh, Real Reviews in January. We'll be looking back. So Okay, excellent. Hey, so get it twice. Which one is going to post first, do you think? Oh, that's a very good question. I couldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> one, one depends on my co-host schedule and uh, one... I mean, uh, real reviews will probably be the uh, first week in January. Uh, Mojo depends entirely on when, much like you and I, when Brian and I can get together. So Fair enough. It's much more temperamental. Good deal. All right, guys. Well, you guys know the deal. Uh, if you want to write in for the next episode, and the next episode is going to be long, guys. So keep in mind, it's going to be the top 20 songs of 2014. And in the mix, it's going to be my top 10 movies. So if you have no interest in, I mean, if you have interest in finding out what my list is, but you don't want to hear music, then why are you listening to STL? So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that it's going to be a great episode. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm going to try to space it out where, you know, it's going to be good times. And my list for top 20 songs is pretty solid. There's a lot of songs that people love that don't even hit my top 20. Like, uh, spoiler alert, happy. You're not going to hear that damn song, okay? Thank you. That song sucks. So, woof, get rid of that crap. So, uh, yeah. So, there's going to be a lot of songs. And some of the movies on my list are going to be kind of uh, surprising because maybe they weren't that big. Or maybe, uh, you know, they never hit the theater kind of thing. So, I think I know when you're talking about. Thank you do, sir. So, <laughs> so, look for that episode hopefully the first week of January. Uh, I will do the, that episode. I'm, I mean, that's always my favorite episode of the year to do, and, uh, I can't wait for it. So with that being said, if you want to write in stlpodcastgmail.com, don't forget to go to Facebook, uh, look up STL nation. Um, uh, and, uh, once you see it request, it's closed group right now. You won't be able to see anything in it, but if I think you're a legit fan, uh, and not a stalker or anything, then I'll let you in. So perfect <laughs> so uh you guys have yourself uh, a great uh christmas i know i didn't do a christmas episode this year but just go back and listen to home alone or something and jam the toby mac and pillar so there you go uh so dude i hope you have a great christmas man um, you as well sir yeah and uh i'm i'm excited for next year to see to see what comes to stl uh because that, that's going to be the thing that's what's going to be so special about 2015 
is that because of the fact you and I can't get together as much, we're going to be very, very selective on the movies we pick. So they're going to be special reviews. So I think that's what's going to make 2015 a very special year. So. So with that being said, you guys have a good one. Take care.